0: your questions answered this is the ask the expert podcast hosted by primary languages network 3 2 1 this is the primary languages network podcast i'm emily woodruff one of the directors and this is episode number 2 in the series of ask the experts podcast so we recorded our first episode last week so make sure you go and listen to this Today, I'm joined by my colleague Catherine Sims, who is uh, the Primary Languages Network Manager. She's um, the person who is mentoring everyone who does the the PLDA, the Primary Languages Development Award. She's also a primary. Uh, teacher, speaker of French and Spanish, and uh, actually she's also known as the VLE guru. <laughs> yes, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Catherine knows where everything is on our VLE, our platform. So if you look for um, resource, Catherine's the person to ask. <laughs>
1: Are you okay, Catherine? I am, yes. i uh, really excited to be doing the second podcast of the series. We got some lovely feedback about yeah. episode one, okay. and we're here now with episode two. We've received two really good questions, haven't we? And then we've come up with one that we thought would be useful to you at this time, Of year so shall we go go straight away so what are our three so the three topics thank you
0: Catherine Mm -hmm. so the first uh, topic uh, relates to the use of target language Mm -hmm. the second question will be all about streamlining a curriculum the curriculum you are working with and the last question will be ideas for a one-off lesson Mm
1: -hmm. yep okay so we'll start off with question number one and we received This is from Helen Barnsley from one of our network schools and she's asking about the use of the target language in class and what wisdom Mm. do you have about how much target language use there should be in a primary classroom.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you to uh, Helen for asking this question. So first of all, what is the target language? What do we talk about when we talk about using the target language uh, when we're teaching? So the target language is the language you are teaching. So sometimes we call it your L2 versus your L1, which is your uh, home language, if you like. So using the target language means using French, German, Spanish, whatever your L2 is, to deliver the whole of your lesson or part of your lesson. Now there's lots of evidence to suggest that the more target language you use, the better. If you think about it, it improves listening skills, it increases vocabulary knowledge, it exposes the class to authentic, natural language, and it creates this immersive experience. So, uh, if you think about, we answered that question last week about the time of the lesson, we Mm. only have a short amount of time to deliver languages in primary school. So the more exposure to the foreign language uh, in a time-poor curriculum can only be a good thing. How do you do it, right? That's the big question, isn't it? So we work mostly with non-specialist teachers. So how can they use more target language in their lesson? Because I think they can use target language in their lesson. So my advice would be to start with one or two key phrases or requests because you can also teach the children to use the target language. So they can ask certain questions in the target language only. So choose one or two key phrases that are useful for your situation. Familiarize yourself with the pronunciation. Listen to this phrase over and over again, and then write how you hear um, the sentence, how you hear it, uh, and write it phonetically Mm -hmm. on a post-it note. And put that on your laptop, on your desk, on your planner, somewhere where it's going to be uh, right in front of you. And then slowly build up a bank of key phrases or requests you use only in the target language during the language lesson or actually you could also uh, go into like a whole school approach and you could say, right, I'm only going to make that request or say that um, key phrase in the target language regardless if it's the language lesson or not. Now, if you uh, want some ideas on how to get started with that, we have made some posters, target language instruction posters, uh, in French, Spanish, and German, mm-hmm. and they have an audio button so you can hear the sentence spoken by a native speaker and you can just play that button over and over again to familiarize yourself. We've made these posters uh, available on our shop, so if you go on the primary languages network, sorry, primary slash shop, mm-hmm. and you'll you find a French, Spanish, and German uh Parts of the shop, and in each of the languages, if you go into cross curricular, you can download for free the poster. There's 20 phrases um, for French, German, Spanish. Some are what the teacher might say, some are requested children uh, can make as well. So that's completely free. So if you're interested, if you want to get started with using target language, in your class that's a really really good starting point mm-hmm. um, and you can even go further and, and you can display cards with the target language phrases in your classroom to remind you and the children that when we say this we only say it in the target language so i think that's a really really good starting point
1: yeah and network members you can find these in the um, coordinated tools um, and it's in the section uh, Scheme of Work Extras and the classroom instructions and the praise and support phrases are oh, in it. there. Yeah. So you, that's so where all the members can find them. Right.
0: Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. All right. So just I want to continue a little bit now. If, uh, if you're not, a, uh, if you're actually a specialist or you're a fluent speaker, um, obviously the advice would be to aim to use as much as you can, to use the target language as much as you can. And that's easier said than done, Mm -hmm. because I'm a native speaker. (laughs) And I have to remind myself, you know, uh, to make sure I stay in the target language. So how can you do that? So I think there are parts of the lesson that lends themselves better for using the target language. So, for example, think about using the target language right at the beginning of your lesson to set the tone. You know, you come in and this is what we do in your lesson. We spend the first few minutes speaking or definitely you do speaking in the target language uh, also remember to back up what you say with english if, if you think it's necessary so we're not using the target language for the sake of using the target language if if uh, children understand what you're saying make sure you back up what you say with english think about using actions gestures tone of your voice and body language so in french we use our hands to speak a lot mm-hmm. And remember, to, if you are giving the same instructions, such as listen and look, you know, to use the same actions to create the memory hook. Mm-hmm. Another idea is to use the target language as, a, as an attention grabber. So you want the kids back uh, listening to you. They're on task or whatever. And then suddenly, if you just break into French, Spanish or German, it will give that little sort of effect. And that's a really good um, way to include more target language. And another idea is to make it fun, make it fun, make it into a game, set a timer and only speak in the target language for two minutes. You tell the children this is what's going to happen and see, you know, how much they can understand. Um, uh, That's a good opportunity to teach the children about having a growth mindset, I think, because they will not understand everything that you say, but they will get better at it the more they get used to hearing you. And uh, using the target language, mm. and also they don't need to understand everything. And then I'll finish just by saying that it actually can be difficult to explain things like grammar or a concept using the target the language. language. So in that case, I think it's better to use the language that the children are familiar with. So if you in England, you know, go back to English when you need to really explain something. I think teaching in the target language for the sake of it then that's that's not the best way to do it i don't think a mix of target language and english um when it's needed it probably works that's work the best yeah i, I don't know what so. you think Catherine.
1: no no definitely definitely agree with you um yeah it's brilliant for um embedding um embedding languages isn't it and and yeah just to remind you that there's also the praise and support mm-hmm. phrases uh, which we have on the on the veilage yeah. in, weighing coordinated tools and you um in there, you'll find that you've got the PowerPoints, which have set phrases with um, native speaker audio, so you can practice those. And then um, there's also the PDF that can be printed off. And mm-hmm. like Emily said, pick a couple, yeah. try to embed those, then pick a couple more, set it as a bit of a challenge for your staff or something like That's that. That's it. Um, then, yeah, those, yeah. Are, those are really good. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thanks very much, thank Emily. You. Yeah, lots, was... <laughs> of, lots of food for thought there, isn't there? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was quite inspired
0: by that question because, you know, it's difficult, even as a native speaker, I find it difficult to just speak French all the time. Mm. Um, So, yeah, we all need a reminder. So
1: I hope that's uh, helpful. No, very, very comprehensive. Right.
0: Okay, let's move on, shall we? So this question is for you, Catherine. So this question is from Vanessa Collins. Uh, one, of our, one of our members, yes. she wants to know how can we streamline the scheme of work? For example, when we push for time, we're feeling rushed, we have to teach alternate weeks or even alternate half-terms. Now, we're going to talk about our scheme of work, but mm-hmm. I think we can uh, use your answer to adapt any scheme uh, mm. that we might be working with. So um, what's your thought, Catherine?
1: Uh, well, so it's, uh, it's something that has come up a few times and I've had different coordinators in different scenarios and I think either they're teaching every week but they're feeling a bit rushed because the lesson's quite short or they're teaching um one week and not the next one and then they're teaching again and so on or sometimes as as you've mentioned alternate half terms and so try to have a little think about this and how to best fit and um it's it really depends on the scenario of your school because if you're teaching alternate half terms then you might all, almost suggest trying to cover stages one and two mm-hmm. so basically splitting the stage in half and doing half one year half the next mm-hmm. and so on uh, just so that you are continuing you're not speeding forwards and so on um, and then they will get to the end of stage two, as opposed to stage four. By the end of the four years, that's what our uh, scheme is based on stages. Um, and and that might work for a school where they're teaching alternate half toes well, But if not, if you want to get through a little bit more and you want to get a bit further, then it's some difficult choices um, to make. And you might aim to cover four of the six topics for example difficult decisions to make Mm. i know it's it's not the best scenario but i do know that there are schools that are in that situation where they're struggling to fit everything in and therefore you can look at the scheme and pick things out that you think oh that's important because it's got that content in, and so on so um general tips first of all we have seasonal lessons don't we in our um, in our scheme of work. If you're slowing down or streamlining the curriculum, then this uh, these seasonal lessons may not fall at the time when uh, when they're actually happening. Yeah, you so... don't want to be doing Christmas in July. Do no, that? exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or oh, bonfire night in um, in January. No, let's not do that. Um, so, your seasonal lessons, uh, wherever they are, those can probably mm. be taken away. That doesn't mean we're taking everything seasonal out of it. We we can add those things in as and when they occur. But that slimlines it down straight away. And I'm just going to walk us through our scheme and talk about some of like the essential topics and then where you might have to make a decision between one or the other. And hopefully this will ring true um, whether you're following our scheme or not. So in stage one, we always start with the core language mm-hmm. content right at the beginning of the scheme. That is absolutely essential. We must follow that because we cover personal information, having a simple conversation with questions and answers, feelings, greetings, colours, numbers, days of the week, months of the year, all of that is really important content yeah. that I think needs to be done. It's the non-negotiable, for, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. 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 So, so that whole autumn term in asking has to be done. Yeah. Um, then, likewise, in spring one, we have cover animals, so we're covering nouns. However, we also cover nouns in the Hungry Giant topic, don't we, in the summer term. So we touch on nouns there. So there's a decision to be made there. Um, Spring two, we cover numbers. We extend our numbers, but we also touch on numbers in other parts of the scheme. So that's another um, one to think about and to decide about. Uh, We have our going on a picnic story that goes through the polite request. But the Hunger Giant topic also does yeah. flight requests. So it's um so it's just
0: yeah think about the concept and the grammar points and yeah. the things that are being taught through that unit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah we, it, we don't need animals and food, they're
1: kind of similar, similar in terms similar in terms of mm-hmm. what the children are requiring. So, decisions can be made. It's quite difficult uh, to do, but it, it can be done. And there are lots of points for revisiting where, if the children haven't seen that language before, it could be introduced as opposed to recapped um, there. And uh, then we finish with our aliens in France, Spain, or Germany. And that's where we introduce the question and answer for where do you live? So, that I would say is quite important. Um, to include however in the autumn term stage two we do recap personal information and those questions and answers so it is possible to perhaps introduce it there into stage two when we're looking at other nouns we're looking at shops but we also doing the city in stage three so there's the decision between that and then your members of the family parts of the face that follows on into parts of the body that's a really useful part of um of the scheme um moving on to then jungle animals um yeah. we do the weather ice creams and we revisit the polite request so lots of revisiting yeah. between stages one and two but again you've just got to look at the content and decide what's the most important thing mm. that you want the children uh to get onto stage three and then we push them don't we and i always say um that you've got to make sure that they're ready for that because in our scheme of work it does up it again doesn't it it, in terms of the grammar the expectations the um the language content Mm -hmm. so we want that really good grounding before we move on to stage three so have that in mind. and yeah lots of other topics again i could go yeah. into everything no, I know, couldn't yeah. I, um because yeah. yeah there's so much in there but i think a lot of it is down to the school and to the coordinator perhaps to have a look yeah. and to say right there's that and there's that and the covering sort of the same thing yeah. so i need to decide yeah. between those so it's um it's tricky to yeah. do what, what i'm hearing
0: Catherine, is yeah. uh, Obviously, that's a really good breakdown of our scheme and how you can streamline our scheme but if you are using a scheme a uh, different scheme of work I think it's really understanding uh, maybe not all the topics are worth the same so mm-hmm. if you want to st- streamline understand what is the uh, what's the content of that topic so you can't swap uh, a topic based on nouns and adjectives with Uh, something uh, where you're going to be working at sentence level with opinion. So really understand um, what's behind those units and work with somebody that can help you Mm. uh, to put those units together. So if you're in the network, you know, Catherine's the person that can help you uh, doing that for your school. Otherwise,
1: um, your coordinator should be able to um, help. with with, with that and the only thing that i also would add is that if you are teaching either alternate weeks or alternate half terms is to think about what you're going to do when they're not having their language lesson i always say that to anybody that i speak to Mm. and just say Really, how are you going to keep that going? And that's where you bring in your seasonal things, your cross-curricular, so you can do two lessons in one, in the yeah. space of one. Yeah. Uh, and it's things a little bit like you were talking, is adding the target language mm. outside of the language lesson mm. and embedding mm. that language. So those are all things that will help to yeah. keep language going. Otherwise, what you'll find is you're spending a lot of time going yeah. over what you've done already. Yeah. Um, but it's um, it's possible to keep language learning going Um, as well as having the regular lessons which is sort of the best case scenario but I understand that not all schools are in that position
0: definitely Mm. not it's not a one-size-fits-all absolutely not isn't it so each school is different so um that's that's um, something you have to remember Mm -hmm.
1: okay Right so what we've done next is we've come up with a a bit of a suggestion for ourselves haven't we because we've been there in the summer Mm -hmm. term and lots of things going on and you know the year sixes have just had their sats and there's summer performances or assemblies and different things happening or school trips whatever And it is a disruptive time Mm of year. So we thought we'd have a little look about what you could do as a one-off lesson, really. Um, So, for example, if you turn up at school and then... You're like, oh, um, we yeah. need you to teach this class yeah. or you need to do... you so have two hours with that class. Yes, yeah, yeah. A, le- a different time, <laughs> lesson length I did, uh, and so on. Yeah. Um, it happens, That's doesn't it. it? And if we're ready for it, yeah. um, then it's fine, isn't so, it?
0: So we wanted to give you some ideas of how you can prepare yourself for one-off lessons or things that are going to be different from the usual. So I've had a little thought. So I know that I have in my bag... I have a folder with uh, lots of ideas or, or flashcards and things like that. I have a bank of like no prep activities uh, that I know that I can use for any topic, any year group. I just need to find out, you know, what it is that they've been doing, color, numbers, etc. You know, think about, think of games like bingo, not and crosses. We also love playing standard bingo, quiz, quiz swap. You can do this on the spot, you know, you can make a little uh, card, use a whiteboard and off you go. I think you have to think on your feet a little bit here. Uh, Another um, thing is I have on my pen drive, or it could be on a a drive on your computer, I have got a folder with games and songs that I know are very popular that the children love and children love doing things they're familiar with and often they request, can we sing this song again? Can we play that game again? Um, So that's, I always have that actually. Uh, another, well, this is probably my favorite way of tackling a one off lesson is doing like a language puzzle lesson. So, mm-hmm. for example, making links between three different languages. Uh, so, you know, uh, so this is going to be English, for example, French and Spanish, and you take colors or you take months of the year, you take numbers, and you set it up like a puzzle, and they have to um, put the words in the same sort of like family. So, what's the month of January in French, German? And English, that kind of thing. I love doing that because, it, you know, it creates lots of uh, really interesting discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just lo- love doing that myself. And on the same idea, why not teach a different language? Uh, maybe you have, uh, you know, Italian or, you know, Russian or whatever. So that's the great opportunity to have a go uh, teaching a uh,
1: different language. Uh, yeah and if you've got children that speak another language at home an opportunity for them to do something there with that and share um share something that's really personal to them. So mm-hmm. yeah um really uh some great ideas there yeah and i, and I love that language puzzle lesson mm-hmm. actually because uh, it's at the end it's the last lesson in summer two in our scheme of work and it's uh it's a really really good one as a standalone lesson and to really dig deep to the roots of yeah. words and where the links are and it's uh it's fascinating really to to make those links and see um how words from different languages are um brought together um so uh, a link together i should say um and yeah on our on our vla we've got a few things that you could that you could use so in seasonal specials if there's anything coming up i know in summer too i think we've got father's day haven't we and um a couple of others In uh, cross-curricular, in the cross-curricular area on the VLE, we've got the well-being folder, um, which has got uh, loads of different lessons that could be done really at any time. There's our sports day Mm -hmm. lesson where the aliens are off to have their own sports day and they're going to do different kinds of races and then you can make a poster at the end. So that's a really nice one there's the outdoor treasure hunt isn't there Mm. really like that one and i think in in stage four in the scheme there's an option to do either an outdoor or an indoor um, treasure hunt lesson um or scavenger hunt i think it's called in um in stage four summer two and and that's a really good one because mm. like weather permitting go outside yeah. but if not there's an indoor one yeah. isn't there that, yeah. you, that you can do so that's uh that's another one and also in stage four there's the mocktail lesson so yeah it's in the year six scheme but i think in terms of how it's um introduced we've got the ingredients you've got the recipe and um and then the children create their own um, mocktail recipe with the instructions and so on um, we've got our songs as well you were talking about songs Emily where you're on the VLE? now we have the songs area in uh, the songs and games section and we've got a huge bank of songs there so you could go through like you said Emily any that the children say like oh we loved that song let's go back and have another look at it mm. and see what we can gain Um, from there and there's games in there as well um yeah so lots of (laughs) lots of ideas ideas. there yeah Yeah. yeah. absolutely (laughs) definitely all right wow (laughs) wow so a little bit longer the podcast (laughs) this week but (laughs) i think we've given you quite a lot to think about there i want to say thank you to helen and vanessa for those um questions and sending those in and we hope you found that Really useful? Yeah we are looking
0: forward to hearing your questions. So okay. keep sending them in. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Bye bye. Your questions answered. This is the Ask the Expert Podcast, hosted by Primary Languages Network.